Welcome to our study of Hebrews chapter 5, here on the Radio Bible Chorus. Today we're beginning with verse 4. Thus far in this chapter, the writer has been talking about the priesthood of the Old Testament, and he is leading up to making a comparison between the high priest of old and Jesus Christ. Now, beginning with verse 4, he writes, And one does not take the honor upon himself, but he is called by God, just as Aaron was. So also, Christ did not exalt himself to be made a high priest, but was appointed by him who said to him, quote, Thou art my son, today I have begotten thee. As he says also in another place, quote, Thou art a priest forever, after the order of Melchizedek. In verse 5, he talks about Jesus not glorifying or exalting himself. He did not proclaim himself a priest and denounce at the same time the corrupt priesthood that existed there in the first century and which had been existing for a number of centuries, and it was corrupt. We've learned from the Dead Sea Scrolls that those people who lived in that community down on the shore of the Dead Sea were very much against the priesthood. They looked at it as so corrupt that they wanted to have their own religious society. And that appears to be the explanation for why they gathered there at the Dead Sea. They wanted to be the true Jews, as opposed to the more modern Jews who were there in Jerusalem. The priesthood was corrupt. Well, Jesus, first of all, was not qualified for the Aaronic priesthood. He came from the wrong tribe, or I should say from another tribe. You see, the Old Testament specified that all priests were to come from the tribe of Levi. But when the Father appointed him... Then he qualified in another order of priesthood, not the Levitical priesthood, but an eternal priesthood. And that takes us to verses 5 and 6, where it tells us he was appointed by God. Thou art my son, today I have begotten thee. That's a quotation from Psalm 2-7. It's a messianic psalm. Earlier in our study, we saw in chapter 1, verse 5, that he was called the Son. I'm reading from chapter 1. For to what angel did God ever say, Thou art my Son, today I have begotten thee. So here in chapter 5 and in Psalm 2 and again in Hebrews chapter 1, we have the repeated statement that God appointed him and made him his Son. Now, being appointed the son is different from being appointed a priest. So the writer, in the very next verse, tells us, As he says also in another place, Thou art a priest forever, after the order of Melchizedek. The writer seems first to want to emphasize that Jesus is the Son of God, and then he tells us in verse 6 what God has said to his Son. Thou art a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. Now, before we talk about the order of Melchizedek, I want to point out something that's interesting. When Paul went to Antioch on his first missionary journey and preached in the synagogue there, he quoted Psalm 2-7. 
Thou art my son, today I have begotten thee. Now he did this in his connection with preaching about Jesus being crucified and raised from the dead. Now he connects the statement, Thou art my son, today I have begotten thee, with the resurrection of Christ, not with the birth of Christ. And I gather from what I read in Hebrews chapter 5 that this writer is doing the same thing. He is connecting the statement, Thou art my son, today I have begotten thee, with the priesthood, as if to suggest that Jesus became a priest after the order of Melchizedek, not in his human ministry, but now in his glorified ministry. In other words, he seems to be saying that Jesus, while he was on earth preaching the gospel of the kingdom, was not serving as a priest of God. The writer seems to be telling us, especially in verse 10 of this chapter, that he became a priest after he suffered and became perfect, the perfect as a savior, that is. Then he became the priest and was so designated by God. Well, whether that's the case or that's the intention or not, we can't be sure, but it appears to be that. Now, what is this matter of uh, his appointment as a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek? Well, first of all, Psalm 110, verse 4, is where the writer to the Hebrews is quoting from. I want to read from the first verse of Psalm 110. It says, The Lord says to my Lord, Sit at my right hand until I make thine enemies a footstool for thy feet. Now, we know this is referring to Jesus Christ because Jesus applied this passage to himself in Matthew chapter 22. Verse 2 reads, The Lord will stretch forth thy strong scepter from Zion, saying, Rule in the midst of thine enemies. Thy people will volunteer freely in the day of thy power, in holy array from the womb of the dawn. Thy youth are to thee as the dew. The Lord has sworn and will not change his mind Thou art a priest forever, according to the order of Melchizedek. Who is this character, Melchizedek? We read about him in Genesis chapter 14, where he is described as both a king and a priest. The occasion here is after Abraham had defeated the kings who had kidnapped his nephew Lot, he came back to Jerusalem, and it tells us in verse 18, of Genesis 14, and Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought out bread and wine. Now he was a priest of God Most High, and he blessed him and said, Blessed be Abram of God Most High, possessor of heaven and earth, and blessed be God Most High, who has delivered your enemies into your hand. And he gave him a tenth of all. Now, it says Melchizedek was the king of Salem, and it's interesting that in Psalm 76, we read this. In Judah, God is known. His name is great in Israel. His tent is in Salem, his dwelling place in Zion. And that's a clear reference to Jerusalem. Its former name was Salem. 
And as you say the word, you can sense the origin of it, Jerusalem. So here he was, a real priest in a real city on the earth. And Abraham met him, and Abraham paid tithes to this priest. He was a priest of the Most High God, a very different kind of a character, to be sure. But he had an eternal priesthood, and nothing is said in the Bible about him ever dying. Now, since Jesus didn't qualify to be a priest after the Aaronic priesthood, because he was from the wrong tribe, he now can qualify to be a priest, and only, as the writer pointed out earlier in chapter 5, verse 1, he must be appointed by God. And so he was appointed here. He was appointed upon his resurrection from the dead, according to Psalm 110, verse 4, where God swore. He took an oath and said, You are a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. So Jesus now as a priest is different from the priests of the Old Testament. But why make him like Melchizedek? Why not be like Aaron? Because Aaron died, and Aaron was no more than a priest. He needed to continue sacrifices. Once was not enough. But Jesus offered one sacrifice, and it was enough. And no more will he ever offer a sacrifice. Aaron as a priest was a man, but Jesus as a priest after another order was a God-man. Now, we need to remember that he is a priest, and we need to remember that we have a priest in heaven. Now, if we have a priest there, then he ought to be able to do something for us. And indeed, he does. For the Bible teaches us that he makes intercession for us before the throne of God. Well, it's great to have a priest on your side. Everybody needs a priest. But everybody needs more than a human priest. They need a priest who can get to God and who is with God and who is God. God the Son. That's Jesus of the New Testament. Now we move on to verse 7. In the days of his flesh, Jesus offered up prayers and supplications with loud cries and tears to him who was able to save him from death. And he was heard for his godly fear. Although he was a son, he learned obedience through what he suffered. And being made perfect, he became the source of eternal salvation to all who obey him, being designated by God a priest after the order of Melchizedek. Talks about the days of his flesh. That means the ministry that Jesus had while he lived on the earth. And by the way, that's a statement that testifies to the fact that he was human. He was both man and God. He was unique. As a man, he experienced human weakness. He experienced hunger, thirst, weariness, and everything else that haunts us as human beings. But he did not sin. He was tempted, like we are, but he did not fall to the temptation. When, we might ask, did Jesus make this prayer with tears and loud cries? Well, I think it's probably in the Garden of Gethsemane just before his death. We read about that in 
Mark chapter 14. Listen to what is written in verse 32. And they went to a place which was called Gethsemane. And he said to his disciples, Sit here while I pray. And he took with him Peter and James and John and began to be greatly distressed and troubled. And he said to them, My soul is very sorrowful, even to death. Remain here and watch. And going a little farther, he fell on the ground and prayed that if it were possible, the hour might pass from him. And he said, Abba, Father, all things are possible to thee. Remove this cup from me, yet not what I will, but what thou wilt. Gethsemane is a place which we visit whenever we travel to the Bible lands, and it wasn't too long ago when we were all there. There's a garden nearby, indeed, and it has olive trees which must be at least 2,000 years old, and you say that's incredible. Well, we do learn from Josephus, the historian, that when Titus and his Roman army captured Jerusalem and destroyed it, he ordered that all the olive trees be cut down also. The trees that are there today came from the roots of those trees that were cut down. It is almost impossible to kill an olive tree. And these are said to be about 2,000 years old. In closing, we want to remind our listeners that the Radio Bible Course is an independent Bible teaching ministry. It is not related to any denomination. The Radio Bible Course has been supported by friends and listeners since 1986, and we are grateful. It is headquartered in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, it also sponsors a Sunday morning Bible class at 9.15. We invite our listeners to attend. Until tomorrow, this is Nick Calavota reminding you that the word gospel means good news.